Hi, I'm Michelle Brooks. Welcome to Endo Matters. This is a podcast that helps women with endometriosis get in control of their condition, no longer letting it control them. I'll be asking you, the listener, what help you would like and giving you tips on how you can live a better life with endo. After all, endo does matter. Hello listeners and welcome to this episode of Endo Matters. Today I'm going to be tackling some questions from my audience and hoping to give you some answers to things that you might be struggling with yourselves. So the first question I'm going to tackle today is um, one of my lovely listeners um, has given this lovely question and it's something that endo sufferers have to deal with constantly and it's how to deal with pain. Now, having endo means that pain is part of your life, whether you like it or not, that's just part of it. And it's how you deal with this pain that makes or breaks the condition. For me, I suffered with pain for so many years and never knew the the way out of it. It was like just that time of the month would be crippling for me. I used to try and work through it. I couldn't. I'd be sent home from work. I would try and, you know, go out on social events. I couldn't. I had to go home. And it just came to me in like recent years, probably in the last sort of five to six years, that actually you can work around this and use it to your advantage. So, you know, um, some women like me that have cyclical endometriosis will know when that pain is going to hit. So you can work around it. You can work your whole social life around it. You can work your your working calendar around it sometimes. I was working in retail, so obviously you have to go into a physical shop and work. But what I used to ask my boss for at the time was if I could be put on um, off shop floor duties for that day. So I would go and work in the stockroom, for instance, so that I wouldn't be face to face with clients and them seeing how much pain I was in. So there are ways you can work around it. Um, just use that to your advantage at the time you know you're going to be in pain. So how to deal with pain um, physically? Um, I talk a lot in my work about the three tiers. So working in synergy with nutrition, exercise and stress management. And if you want to look at this in a little bit more depth, go back to my, I think it was my second ever podcast in the series. And that was about the three tiers. So you'll you'll learn a lot more in that. But quite um, simplistically, So looking at your nutrition in the form of no processed um, food, which means you're not going to ping it, you're not going to add water to it, and it's not going to be one of these things that you just eat out of a can. Um, No refined sugar, no dairy, wheat or gluten, salt or alcohol or caffeine. And again, that's in very simplistic terms, but they're just a few of the things that are kind of anti-inflammatory. Exercise, working around the cycle, and stress management, reducing all stress areas of stress as much as possible. So these work synergistically over time. I'm not saying that you just do this and then it'll miraculously help with your pain, but done together over time will massively reduce um, pain. What I find is that when I'm highly stressed, then my pain would increase. It's kind of the way you hold your body, the internal organs and all the rest of it. Stress is a massive impact on that. Inflammatory food, massive impact on pain doing too much exercise, um, high intensity exercise at a time of the month where you might be in a bit of pain is not going to be conducive to um, getting rid of the pain. So um, just be very mindful of all those three areas. But again, have a listen to the podcast about that to learn a little bit more. 
a good old hot water bottle can be your best friend, um, but um, be very careful with it. Michaela, who was on the podcast in, um, I can't remember what month it was, but it's in one of the um, recent episodes. Michaela um, has been in the newspapers, actually, that she has third degree burns all over her stomach because of usage of hot water bottles. Her pain is far severe than um, the... Yes, she was in November and is just indicating to me, my producer here, that it was in November. So it was a November episode Michaela was on. So, yes, she um, she's had um, documents um, in newspapers um, published that she has had really bad burns on her stomach because the pain is more severe than her feeling the actual heat of the water bottle, which is bonkers. So do be careful with hot water bottle. What I've got is a very long hot water bottle. It's, it's, it's about a foot long. Is that a foot? I'm not really great. Well, it's about a metre long. It's, it's not a foot long, it's about a metre long. And you wrap it around yourself and so you can get the um, the heat at the front and the back of the body, which again, I used to walk about with a hot water bottle on the front, hot water bottle on the back, and you didn't kind of know where to put things. So this thing that wraps around yourself is a really great one. You can get hotties as well, long hotties that you can wrap around yourself and it just gives you a little bit of relief and comfort. I normally get into bed try and lie on my side with a cushion in between my knees and wrap this hot water bottle around me. And that can sometimes help to relieve a little bit of pain. Again, relaxing, it sounds really simple, but just trying to relax. And that's easier said than done. Sometimes when you're in pain, all you can think about is pain. But sometimes relaxing the mind, relaxing the body as much as possible can go towards relieving that pain that's built up in the body. Patches. Now, this is something that I discovered um, quite recently. Again, I'm going to put a link to um, to a site that sells these, and I, I'm not affiliated with it at all. It's just something that I've used, and they are they have a lot of like menthol in them. So basically, you you put against a long strip. I place one along the bottom of my abdomen and one on my lower back, and it gives you that kind of heat feeling, a bit like Tiger Balm when you put a bit of Tiger Balm on, and it gives you that heat feeling. So if you are um, maybe going out to work or going out somewhere and you can't get the hot water bottle, then the really great things, I used to spend loads and loads of money on heat patches, um, but these are a great equivalent and they're very natural. Again, it's um, just full of menthol. And when you put them onto the body, the, the heat of your body reacts with um, the patch and it gives you this like building up of heat. And again, it can give you a, a momentary um, help with that pain and again going out it makes it a little bit more accessible for you than getting that hot water water bottle another thing that can help with pain is just getting into that position that can help relieve pain um, some very weird and wonderful positions um, I've been found in these um, positions at the bottom of the bed at very early hours of the morning my husband likes always going what the hell are you doing but it's just because I get myself in a position that really helps to relieve my pain. It's a really good one for me. I'm gonna, again, um, add in the show notes, a link to a YouTube that I have recorded on this about different um, positions that you can get into for help relieving pain with endo. And a really great one for me, again, everybody's different. You might find different ones that help you. But for me, it's kind of getting into, if you know yoga, a cat-cow position, but getting your head onto the floor and building up loads of cushions underneath you so you kind of the weight of your body is over and um, just staying in that 
position comfortably but again another tip just don't um, try and fall asleep there because your legs can go dead and then you can't move um again i laugh about it it's not really that funny but um, i've been found in this position and not been able to move and my husband's had to come and tip me over so that i can get out of the position but again i've fallen asleep in it so it's helped normally with the biggest part of endometriosis is trying to fall asleep because you're in that much pain but because I've got into a comfortable position, I've fallen asleep. It's just that the the position I fell asleep in isn't conducive with trying to move your legs. So um, be careful with that one. Another great one, again, is lying on your side. I mentioned it earlier. Lying on your side, getting a pillow in between your knees and getting something that's supporting your back and your front. So again, you're kind of supporting your body, but lifting the legs so that the, the lower back is kind of relieved. Um, again, you can watch this in the YouTube clip because it um, it does um, show you um, how to get into the positions rather than me just talking you through them. But again, find the position that works for you and then try and stick with that to try and get yourself to sleep. Other great ones that I've tested out over time and I have, again, regularly, Reiki and reflexology. Um, you might have heard Chris's, uh, Chris Madden's um, podcast about reflexology for endometriosis. That was another great podcast. But reflexology is something I've been doing for about the last seven or eight years. Um, once a month, I go now, and it really helps to balance out the um, the whole of the endocrine system, and um, and just makes you feel just really balanced again. It helps relieve pain. So if you do it in the the week leading up to your period, it can help with the the pain coming. But also, I've had it done during, which isn't as um comfortable i would say because you are getting the sensations in the feet of where the pain is but once you've had the reflexology it does help to relax the body so again um choose when's best for you best for me is before the period but during the period can be beneficial it's just a little bit more tender and can be um a little bit more painful during having the reflexology but once the reflexology has been done it does help you to fall asleep again and helps balance everything out so the pain will diminish meditation is a great one for me again i talked about the relaxation and things that you can do to help meditation for me is something that massively helps again if i wake up in the middle of the night with pain get into that position but also i can put my earphones in and start listening to a relaxation meditation there's some really great um, meditations on um, Insight Timer that will help, again, with pain. So they're specifically to pain and will help with this kind of notion of relaxing the mind and relaxing every part of your body so that the pain will hopefully diminish. I hope that gives you some little tips of how you can help with the pain. If you've got any more questions on this, then please do uh, make sure that you message me either um, in the show notes in, on the um, platform that you're listening to, or you can email me at info at desiredphysique.co.uk and I will answer any more questions you have on this. Next question for today's podcast is, um, again, another great question. Where can I look to for support? When you have something like endometriosis, support is really crucial and a lot of sufferers again before diagnosis or even after diagnosis can feel quite alone with this condition because it does make you feel a little bit isolated when you're there in the middle of the night in pain when nobody's listening to you when doctors again are telling you that it's all in your head it's a very lonely place to be 
So what I suggest is um, finding yourself an endometriosis buddy, somebody who has, who has the condition and can be a support to you when you're going through these bad days. Obviously, I do what I do as living and I, um, I do pride myself on helping other women with the condition. But I also have this, um, this platform that women can reach out to me whenever they are feeling in a low position, in a, a, a place where they're feeling alone, just to reach out to me and just say, I'm struggling. And um, we all struggle with it. I struggle with it still. I've done a lot of work on it still, but I still have days where I struggle with it. So reach out, you know, don't sit there alone, do reach out. And having an endometriosis buddy can really help with this so that woman that you know that any time of day, you can just send a mess out, message out to you. It might be even, are you awake? And they might not respond and that means they're not. But if they are, then um, again, if I'm awake at three in the morning, somebody messaged me and said, are you awake? I need a chat. I'd be really help. I'd be really grateful for that because I'd be in the same position too. So never feel that you're bothering anybody. If they have the condition, they completely understand it. So just find that person you can trust and know that you can reach out to at any point. There's amazing support groups out there. Endometriosis UK has various um, Facebook groups, local groups. And also, again, Michaela, who was on in the November episode, she um, she set up her own group here in um, the Manchester area. So, again, Michaela is uh, very approachable and she more than anybody knows um, what endometriosis is because she's the, the most severe case that I've come across. So she would be very, very um, happy to welcome you into her group. So just look at, um, at her. Pretty in Pain is her podcast uh, is her platform so just to have a look out for her and she'd be very um, happy to welcome you into that group the people that you live with um, can be a massive support so just make them aware of what you're going through I from an early age um, my dad was great um, with me because he knew that I suffered so he was always really great with me and he understood where I was at and then obviously partners after that people I've lived with I've always explained to them and now my my husband he, he he's just amazing he's a massive support to me you know I've spoken in in various podcasts about how much he helps me and allows me to rest when I need to rest you know he's not like oh you lazy cow get out of bed he's like okay you need to rest I know that you need to rest so I'm not going to bug you I'm just going to leave you in your pit and, and go off and do something else which is a, you know, it doesn't sound supportive but it actually is the best thing you can do is just leave me there that, that's what I need but just make sure you communicate that to the people that you're living with if you know that you're going to be a little bit cranky and and flying off the handle a little bit, just make them aware that it's that time of the month and that, you know, they're going to expect this and not to take it personally. And just, um, you know, make sure that they know when you need what you need, whether it is to be left alone, whether it is that you need to rest, so that then they can understand of where you are at. But just make sure that the people around you are um, aware and know what, what it is that you need at that, that present moment in time. And the final thing that I can think of for support is just look on social media. You know, when I first was diagnosed with endometriosis, I can't even think that social media was around. I'm showing my age now, but um, there's so many people now that talk quite openly, you know, people who work in the profession, um, people who just want to share their stories about endometriosis. You know, it doesn't have to be somebody who's a professional in this area. 
um, find who you relate to, who you find would be a help to you and just follow them and ask them questions. You know, lots of people on Instagram are very happy to answer questions about the condition. Again, because we all share this in common, when somebody asks us about women out about it, we're very, very happy to share our experiences. And if we can be a help to anybody else who's going through what we're going through, then it, you know, it is it is great to, to know that we can help too. So again, have a look through Instagram, have a look through Facebook, whatever platform it is that you use, there's guaranteed to be somebody with endometriosis. So follow them and, and ask them questions and they can be a massive support. So it doesn't need to be that you, you go into a support group. It can be just that you, you, you follow somebody on Instagram or Facebook or, or whatever platform it is. So I hope again, I've answered those questions of where you can find support. And again, I am always here for any endometriosis sufferer who may need to talk. Yes, I do do paid work, but I'm also happy to talk to people of face value. If you're suffering, just get in touch with me, have a, send me a private message and um, I'd be, I'll be i always respond to everybody. It might not be straight away because I am busy, but I do always get back to somebody at some point and, uh, and give you some answers to whatever you're struggling with. So the final question I have today, and this is from one of my clients. She asked, and it's nothing really to do with endometriosis, which I kind of like because um, it gives me um, another little... Uh, area to explore as well but she asked are superfoods a real thing or is it just a marketing hype and I love that because you know we get so many terms thrown at us to do with nutrition and we we kind of question is that a real thing or is it just something that they've made up to sell us something now from what I know about this it is a word used in marketing to help sell things that are high in nutrition value but is that a bad thing or is it not? So what I've looked at is that all the foods that are on a superfood list are generally very high in antioxidants. And when I'm talking about um, endometriosis, I'm always trying to get people to um, look at things that are high in antioxidants because we're trying to reduce the toxic load in the body as much as possible. So antioxidants are a great way of doing that. So things like um, blueberries, kiwi fruit, goji berries, Fish, leafy greens, nuts, olive oil, whole grains, yogurt are all on the superfood list, which means that, they again, they're very high in vitamins and minerals. So, again, is it a bad thing that they are trying to sell us these superfoods? They can help with, obviously, a healthy lifestyle. Again, I've said they help with endometriosis, but they're also great with helping the immune system and keeping, you know, inflammation at bay. So, again, when we're talking about endometriosis, I know that it wasn't an endometriosis uh, question, but I always bring it back to it. Um, but, you know, I don't think that a superfood is a bad thing to suggest for somebody with endometriosis. My kind of questioning is, is did they need to really put a label on it? Did they really need to do this to sell things? Why is it that we need to put labels on things to sell a healthy diet? And that kind of, as a nutritionist, is my kind of argument against this, is why why are marketing companies trying to put labels on everything to get people to eat healthily? You know, is, isn't it just a given that people should be looking at these things? Why do we need to think about it in, oh, I must eat that because it's a superfood? Why not think about it as, I should eat this because it's good for me? 
<laughs> it's just my kind of take on it. But then again, that's my opinion. So yes, superfoods are a marketing hype in the terminology, but superfoods, I would say, are great anti-inflammatories and great for your health. So they're not particularly a bad thing. I hope that helps to answer your question, the lady that asked this. And again, if you have any more questions about it, then please don't hesitate to get in contact on the platform you're listening to or message me on info at desiredphysique.co.uk. Thanks for listening to Endo Matters. I've been Michelle Brooks from Desired Physique. If you have a question you'd like me to answer, please drop me a message on Facebook or Instagram or email me at info at desiredphysique.co.uk. If you like what you've heard and have found the information useful, please subscribe to the podcast on the platform you are listening to. Also, if you have enjoyed the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcast. Endo Matters is recorded and produced by Strength in Media.